Oh, yeah, people. We are out and about on a Thursday afternoon. I don't know how this happened, but aren't we enjoying it? We're coming to you live from the Sporting Globe. Can you believe it? Right now, I am looking out at Darling Harbour. All the, there's one bloke who's walked past four times loading <laughs> up a boat with alcohol. So he's got a big afternoon planned on the harbour. Half he's like, why don't you come down and say day?" As I said, if you want to throw ice at me, that's fine. Expect to have it thrown back at you. So uh, we have got game five of the 2023 World Series going on at the moment. Bottom of the fourth, uh, the Rangers and the D-backs. Uh, they are nil all at the moment. But the Rangers, remember, lead the series 3-1. And this is at the Diamondbacks' home field. And there is another out for the Diamondbacks. But uh, that'll be going on in the background. We'll have access to the TV screens. We've got the NBA going on at the moment. They led by 20 OKC against the Pelicans. And now the Pelicans have closed the gap to just eight points. And Zion Williamson is in form too. So that's exciting if you're a Pelicans fan. G'day, Afternooners. Thanks for tuning in, however you're listening. SEN, well, we're a very broad house of worship today at the Sporting Globe. Uh, and remember, uh, a big welcome to those listening. SENQ 693am up there in Brizzy. SEN 1170am in Sydney and SEN 1620am on the Gold Coast. SEN app anywhere, anytime. A couple of prizes to give away today as well. The $100 cash all thanks to Tristan and the team at Top Sport. We'll speak to Tristan a little bit later on in the program. We've got the four tickets. That's you and three mates. And that's to the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill Gardens. That'll be superb. Supposed to be good weather too. Not too hot. Perfect on Saturday. If you want to check it out, go to theracers.com.au. So what's coming up on the program today? Adrian Prezenko is... There is a lot of news around with the Rugby League. Not least the breaking news that's happened in the last half hour or so. Adam Fanua Blake has requested... A release from the Warriors on compassionate grounds. He's got another three years to run on his deal and he wants to return to a Sydney club. So the gossip mongers are everywhere. Give us your thoughts. 0457 736 736. Adrian Prezenko will attempt to get to the bottom of that. We'll get a score update from Coach K. Tony Harris, he's the Sydney Blue Sox team manager. He'll tell us all the latest from the ABL, what's happening here in the MLB and anything in between. Afternoons Amplified with Coach K. Tristan Merlihan, I mentioned from Top Sport. Two o'clock flock. Yes, I know. We're out and about today, but we're going to do the flock as well. one 300 The Who Am I squeezed its way into the rundown again. And then for the crossover, we've got Sydney Flames star... Shanice Swain, she'll be coming in live to the Sporting Globe. So we're excited about that. All right, let's get into it. Ivan Cleary, I thought this was fascinating what he said yesterday. He said a lot of things in the press conference. There was a new, I think it was a, a new sponsor for the Panthers. And as a result of that, you know, get the mandatory question, maybe a second one about the sponsor. And then let's get into the good stuff. November 1, it was, and obviously Jerome Luai, was on his mind, as it is on the minds of a lot of clubs in the National Rugby League. Here is coach Ivan Cleary talking about his three-time premiership winning 5-8 yesterday. Well, I think that's that's the biggest thing at play here. If any club wants to, the, the, the money we're talking, probably the money that would, you know, that he may consider leaving, it would have to be for that kind of role. 
which I can understand. It's also, is he ready for that? That's a question mark, I would think. Could he do it? I'm sure he could do it. Has he done it? No, he hasn't really. So he's done a little bit with Samoa, of course, um, last year's World Cup. But generally speaking, in this team, yeah, he's had his role to play, so it'd be slightly different. So I guess that's a risk that um, that everyone would have to take. So. Ooh, was that premiership winning coach Ivan Cleary talking down a player that he wants to keep? You've got to go through this forensically. I'm sure he could do it. Has he done it yet? No, he hasn't. Samoa, do we count Samoa? We'd love a bigger sample size than that. We would love of him to have played the two games for Samoa this year. That couldn't happen because of injury. I guess that's a risk everyone will have to take. We know that. At the Panthers, he's been offered $850,000 a year. Do they move on that? Is that basically Ivan saying publicly, we're not moving on that? Jerome, if you want to go for the extra money, then you go for the extra money. But I'm going to shoot across uh, a shot across the bows of any club that wants to sign you. If you're going to get paid that money, you have to run the club, and I'm not sure you can run the club. Do we take it that way? I thought it was extraordinary. Uh, love to get your thoughts on it, Penrith Panthers fans. We've had Jerome Luai's thoughts on it. He's gone to Instagram. Uh, apparently, it's 50 Cent's Hustler's Ambition. Uh, know your worth. I think that's exactly right. Would love to know what Wackwright is thinking. He has just signed Jerome Luai for Black Money Enterprises. So, I'd love to get his thoughts. You know what struck me about this one, peoples? What would Wayne Bennett do in this situation? No one has coached more professional games of sport in the history of this country than Wayne Bennett. Across all codes, no one. What would Wayne Bennett do here? And based on the wolf you feed, the Andrew Webster book that I'm reading at the moment, Wayne would have got someone else to say, or he would have got someone else to write it about Jerome Luai. And if you think I'm joking, why did Greg Dowling have a go at Dane Carlaw in the middle of a State of Origin series? That's because Wayne asked him to. So... Uh, very interesting to hear the Panthers coach say that about his star 5'8". One of the other moves that we talked about yesterday, Joey Manu to the Dragons. Is it going to happen? 1.2, 1.25 per annum. Is he worth that? Does it matter? You've got to change the narrative down there at the Dragons. How do you do that? Well, you sign a superstar player. And maybe that's Shane Flanagan's way to change perception of the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Here's Ben Hunt. He's in camp with the Kangaroos. This is his thoughts on Joey Manu joining the Dragons. It's just a game breaker from anywhere. You can be in a big grinding game and there's nothing really going on and you can just get the ball and you know, break three or four tackles and you know, score a try from anywhere. I'd love to have him in the halves with me. Like I said, he, he can play most positions and yeah, it doesn't bother me. Just get him down there. We need to get some star power, I believe, down at the Dragons and he's one that's definitely got plenty of star power. So um, yeah, I'm pretty glad they're going for him. So Benny Hunt, we know, has had a couple of sit-downs with Shane Flanagan. Shane Flanagan's got him back on board, but we don't know for how long. And now Ben Hunt is saying to Joey Manu, come to the club that I'm trying to leave. So I don't know how convincing that is going to be. Trent Robinson, coach of the Roosters, he had his say on Joey Manu to the Dragons. Here's Coach Robinson. The conversations with his manager have been ongoing and we're pretty comfortable with where they're at. You know, Joey's a rooster. I don't expect him to go anywhere. I feel like they're, they're I mean, Flano's really trying to rebuild the Dragons and, and that's that's really their prerogative, but I feel like they've thrown that out there to, to get in touch with the manager. I don't think those discussions have been had at all. So there you go. Trent Robinson shedding a further light on that. That is, the, look, it's just paper talk at the moment. He understands why it's 
being done by Shane Flanagan. I, I want to know, Dragons fans, would you be happy with Joey Manu at your club at $1.25 million? He's got to play fullback. So there's another awkward conversation with Tyrell Sloan. But, you know, that's professional sport, right? If you can get someone better, then you sign them to the club. Trent Robinson remaining confident there. In fact, confident to the point where he doesn't think the Dragons have even reached out to the manager of Joey Manu. That audio courtesy of SEN. The earlier audio for Benny Hunt, courtesy of Jaleesa Apps, I think it was. So where is she now? Is she... She's still at Channel 7 after three weeks? That's good. All right, so she's there. Uh, the other story going around, Michael Checker spoke to Pat and Heels, and here was his response when asked about the general manager of football job at the West Tigers. I have noticed that that's been around. Like, there's nothing going on there. It's pretty, you know, I know that they're looking for, for some solutions in their, in their management role. Me, I, I'm... I'll, if I was ever to go down that road, I'd know, mate. I think it'd be more to test myself as a coach. You know what I mean? More than anything, yeah. I think that to try and master that challenge would be awesome. You know, but it's hard because the thrill of international rugby is addictive. You know, yeah. you, you you love it. You, the full those stadiums. Okay, a little shot at rugby league there about the full stadiums, but uh, I think it, I, I don't think Michael Checker could be any clearer then to the West Tigers, and that is. When there was interest in Michael Checker from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, it was for what role? It was to be coach of the club. That's what he's interested in doing. He's a coach. He's not interested in being general manager of football and having to babysit a brand-new coach in Benji Marshall. He's interested in coaching. So that is an emphatic no. So West Tigers will have to start again when it comes to their general manager of football. Here it is, part two of the Telstra Tracker. We were so excited yesterday about the fastest players obviously. Uh, but then we wanted to know about the slowest players. Did we get that today in part two? No, we didn't. We've got the players that cover the most distance in a game. Again, fascinating. Must be part three that they're doing the slowest players. I can't wait for it. Uh, anyway, who covers the most distance? What about this? A little surprising. Cowboys 5-8, Tommy Dearden is top of the pops. Uh, and this is something that you can be really proud of, right? No one gets through more ground than you on a football field. Uh, you know, that's, that's saying that the effort level is there. So the second name, I think, is even more interesting. The effort levels of Tyrell Sloan are questioned often by Dragons fans. He's second in the NRL in ground covered metres per game in 2023. That blew me away. All 502 players that took the field this year were measured on that one. Nathan Cleary, we'll get to him shortly too, but Nathan Cleary, he was third on the list. That's incredible. So we're talking 9.2 for Dearden, 9.16 Sloan, 9.15 for Nathan Cleary. Luke Cleary, nine kilometres. Uh, this is amazing, isn't it? Reese Robson, Covers more metres than any other forward. That's significant. Rob's, he looks like an effort player. Trust your eyes on that one because that's what the data tells you as well. And Blake Braley is the game's hardest working hooker. No one covers more territory than Blake Braley. Again, trust your eyes on that one. So really can't wait. Part three tomorrow of the Telstra Tracker, so we can look forward to that. All right, let's get away from the rugby league. Let's talk a little bit of cricket. Maxi, he's fallen off the back of a golf cart. All right, all right. Let's get an update from Coach Andrew McDonald on his star player. 
going from the clubhouse slash pro shop um, back to the, the team bus, um, the guys were ferried on, on carts. Glenn and a few other players um, jumped on the back of carts and unfortunately he lost his grip on the way back to the, the team bus and, and sustained that that injury. So, so And over the last couple of days he's been assessed and that's we've got all the information now so that's why we want to call you in mm. around it. It was too soon to go with it yesterday. He was still being assessed. Um, as is the nature with concussion injuries, they're, they're not clear-cut. Um, but he's been honest in terms of the information he's provided. And as I said, unfortunately, that will rule him out of the England game. A lot of people accuse me of being deeply cynical. But let me interpret what Andrew McDonald just told us there. And when he said Maxi lost his grip, did he mean on reality or on the, the golf cart? Anyway, anyway. Uh, so they were playing 36 holes of golf. They are bored. They had seven days between their game on Saturday to the game this coming Saturday. Huge game against England. So they put up something called the Jesse Ryder Cup. How does this go about? Say, coach, can we play golf? We're going to play two rounds. Yep, yep. And can we have a few beers too? Can anyone tell me, if it wasn't the next question in the press conference, how many standard drinks did Maxie have on board before he got on the golf cart? Can, can we please get an answer to that? And then the other one, when he said, we didn't have enough information to be able to get to you yesterday about it. That's code for someone found out about it, so we're going to have to go public with it now. Uh, so he's going to miss the England game, and we hope he's all right because it's a concussion and it's very important, etc., etc. However, um, seven days between games, you can't tell me Pat Cummins and the crew didn't go, hey, uh, Macca, uh, any chance we can have a few beers after the golf tonight? I thought that would have been well. And you know what? Think about what we're, we're talking about here. And... and to be honest, and just to be transparent, I don't care whether Maxi's had a heap of beers. Like, th that doesn't worry me. But think about how different it is and how you have to manage this whole situation now about, oh, you know, uh, yes, we're, we're keeping a close eye on him. We're assessing him. We couldn't go public too early in the, in the situation. Doug Walters turned up late for a test match. He was two overs late for a test match in the West Indies. Ian Chappell made him field fine leg to fine leg. Fine leg to fine leg. That's, he was so bored and thought it was so tough, he borrowed a cycle. He borrowed a bicycle from someone and rode across the ground in a test match. And that was 50 years ago. Wouldn't you love to see that? Wouldn't you love to see that? Eddie Jones, we're still going with Ed, are we? Okay, all right, here we go. What's the latest with Ed? He's in Wales to coach the Barbarian side. But here's some breaking news. Hamish McLennan, the chair of Rugby Australia, he's back. So he's, uh, what did Phil War say yesterday? Very important meetings. Very important meetings over there in France. And I'm sure they were. But anyway, Hamish is back. He's landed at the airport. Here is the chairman of Rugby Australia on landing back in this country. Was it a mistake getting Eddie on board? Look, the team weren't going very well at all. And so we're at a 36% win rate. So I don't regret making those calls. Clearly it hasn't worked out. Whether Eddie was the right call or not, I think that's, that's almost irrelevant now because the system's broken. So we went in with good faith. I think in the fullness of time, you know, we'll find out what went on. Uh, okay. Well, Eddie's win percentage, I heard from Matty White, was 22%. And descend into the particular about Dave Rennie's record of 36%. Think about that spring tour from last year where they lost by a point to France and they were beaten by Italy, but he basically made 14 changes to the side. This is crazy. And 
Okay, I'm playing the ball a little bit there. Do you want me to play the man? I'll play the man. Is it just me or did Hamish McLennan very much sound like someone who would be chairman of Rugby Australia with that grab? Courtesy of uh, Emma Lawrence and Channel 9. So uh, thank you very much for that. The Matildas, well done to them. 3-0. Who got the goals? Chook, yep, she got one. Mary Fowler got one. Sam Kerr got one. And Tamika Yallop got one as well. So they are now two games away from qualifying for the Olympics next year. I thought that would have been straightforward. Don't they just put the best, anyway, put the best players in there, best teams? But uh, let's assume the Matildas do that. And, and what do they say? Well, we need a bigger boat. So we've got the bigger boats down here at Darling Harbour. But you would you would hope that game's at a core stadium. It might be at the MCG. That would be the Matildas uh, in their qualifying games against Uzbekistan. And that will be... Uh, Australia, the 28th of Feb, 28th of Feb next year. And did you see the photos? I need to press Greg. I'm doing breakfast tomorrow. I need to press Greg Alexander on this. An update on the Nathan Cleary, Mary Chook Fowler relationship status. So Daily Mail have had their say, but I think we wait until Greg Alexander gives us the final word on that one. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The text line 0457-736-736. Just before we break, we like a talk topic on most days, but certainly on a day today where I've been able to extricate myself from, well, let's just call them the studios. And to put it in context, they're all being refurbished at the moment. So the studios at SEN at North Sydney, and now I'm at the Sporting Globe down at Darling Harbour, staring the, the harbour and the magnificent boats and the sights and sounds that are passing by. So our talk topic today, the significant upgrades. All right. <laughs> when did we have a significant upgrade in the world of sport? Uh, got a shout out to James Battle, our technician. He said, LeBron James, Cleveland to Miami. Cleveland to Miami is a significant Upgrade. You know when John Rebo de Brezic came down from Queensland to think about signing with the Newtown Jets, John Singleton drove him around Rose Bay and <laughs> Double Bay and said, this is Newtown. Newtown? Really? <laughs> he signed. Uh, it was close. It was a, just a short cab drive away at that time. All right. Keep these texts coming in. 0457 736 736. We'll break and then we're back with more.